Vern, thank you for joining us for uh, God's Word on Healing, which we do every Sunday night. Uh, and this isn't just a, a teaching time. This is also a time of ministry and a time to open our hearts to receive from God. Uh, so if you join us regularly, it's good to see you again. Um, or if it's your first time or if you're catching up on the recording afterwards, it's, you're welcome. And uh, we want to hear what God has to say. We want to look to his word. And we also want to receive from him and, and look to him. So I just want to encourage you, just before we go to the word today, I want to encourage you to open your heart and look to the Lord. We're not looking to man. We're not looking to me. I can't heal anybody. He's the healer. Uh, the Lord, he is the healer. And uh, he's the teacher as well. He, the Spirit of God teaches us. So let's look to him. And we're just going to pray as we start off before we get into the teaching and look at some things. And then we're also going to pray for the sick and, and, and trust God and believe God with you uh, later on in, today, in, in this session today. So let's just open our hearts and let's just take a moment just to focus on the Lord. Like I said, this isn't just teaching. This is a time of ministry these Sunday nights. And you can be ministered to even right there in your home, wherever you are. So Heavenly Father, we come before you today and we look to you. We, we want to give you the glory. We want to give you the honor. And we recognize, Lord, that you are worthy. There is none like you. And so, so we open our hearts to, to you today. We want to receive from you and, and receive from your word and hear what you are saying. Lord, we recognize you're the healer. We look to you as the healer. We come before you. And if people are, are, are sick, Father God, I just pray for them. Any people who are listening to this today who, who are sick and need to receive a touch from the Lord. I ask, Father God, that your presence will minister to them tonight. And, and, and as they hear the word, I thank you that you minister life to them and healing into their bodies. And, and we give you the, the glory, Father God. I give you the glory and the honor for all the people who are going to receive healing from the word and, and, and from what they hear in these teachings. And thank you for that. So we, we look to you, Lord. And thank you for guiding us and helping us and touching our lives tonight in Jesus' name. So let's get, let's get to the Word. And let's begin to look to the Word of God. The Word of God is life to us. It's not just a book. It's not just uh, words on a page. It is the Word of God. And we honor the Word of God. Uh, God's Word is important to us. He wouldn't have given us His Word if it was not important. This is a, 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 one of the major ways he speaks to us, how he communicates with us, how he shows us things. So when we want to receive from God, when we want to, even when we need answers to prayer and, and we, when we need healing, whatever it is, one of the first places we go is the word of God. And we look to what God has said in his word, because this is a guide. This is light to us. And so and we're going to teach on, on, on some things from the word. And I'm going to continue tonight talking about the life of God. We've been looking at this for the last couple of weeks. And sometimes it's good to stay on something. Sometimes it's good to, to stay with the truth. Because as we hear the word, as we see this in the word, it builds faith. And it, it builds our confidence in these truths. And, and as we stay with it and remind ourselves of this and continue speaking and thanking God for these truths and for his life in us, it, it, that's an important part of receiving and walking in things. So, as I said, we're continuing talking about the life of God. 
And we've seen in the last few weeks that the life of God is, is a major message of the Bible. Jesus came to give life. God is the God of life. Uh, he's the creator. He gave life in the first place. And life comes from him. Uh, and, and, and there's more, even in the New Testament, there's more to life than just eternal life in the sense of length of life. Now, thank God for that. I'm not undermining that. I'm not minimizing that. I appreciate eternal life. But sometimes Christians, we've restricted the life of God to, to just to the length of life. And I've endeavored to show you already through this teaching and what we've seen so far, that his life wants to touch every part of our being. There's life for the body. Romans talks about the spirit of God quickening or giving life to your mortal flesh. There's life for the mind. There's life for every, there's life for the emotions. And we talked about uh, previously in the series that, uh, that, that, God, man, I was trying to say God or man, man was created to live connected to God. Man was created to abide in light, to abide in the life of God. And there was supposed to be a flow of God's life into us that we partake of over and over again. It's not just a one-off. The Bible talks about partaking of the tree of life or the river of life and of different things. And it's not just a one-off experience. It's maintaining a connection where his life flows into us. Jesus says he's the vine with the branches. And the reason the branches stay connected to the vine is because there is a flow of life. And, and, and man was created to live connected to God so that his life would flow into us. And when man became disconnected from God, when he stepped out of the light, he stepped into darkness and in darkness was death. The reason, a big part of the reason is because it, it, it was a place of being disconnected or alienated from the life of God. And, 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 and it's like when you take a fish out of water, you take it out of the environment it was created for, begins to die. That's what happened to humanity. That's why death shows up in so many different ways. And death is not just the end of our lives, something that happens. It's not just an event that happens at the end of our lives. Sickness is death working in the body. It's the working of death. And it's death showing up in different parts of our being as the human body begins to die because it's not connected to the life of God. The wonderful thing is, is that in Jesus, we're connected back in. We're brought back to a place where we're brought into life and we're brought into the environment of life, the environment of light. And as we, as we abide there, as we fellowship, as we walk in the light, his life flows into us and can affect every part of our being. Last week specifically, we talked about a couple of examples where life was connected to, 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 to doing something to the physical body. And, uh, you, you know, you can receive life today. Life can touch your body, the life of God. As you begin to believe, Father, your life is in me. I believe that I have received life. When I receive Jesus, I receive life. And I thank you that I'm, part, I'm connected to you and your life flows into me. And I thank you that your life flows into my body and brings things back to life. It revives, regenerates parts of my body and brings healing. If you put confidence in that and believe what the life of God can do in you, I believe you can experience that touch from God.
So thank thank you. I see some of the comments and it's good to see you, Anna, as well, joining us. Normally catch up on the recordings. But let's let's get into the word. Let's look at Ephesians chapter four. Now, I've read this previously, but I, there's some things I want to draw out of this passage today that 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 I believe we, we need to hear and receive from. And we need to we need to see this clearer. There's some things about the life of God that we've not really seen as clearly as we should and walking in life and walking in uh, experiencing God's life in our lives uh, and every part of us. Uh, so, so let's look to Ephesians chapter four. I'm just going to read verse 18 to start off with and remind you what I said before. And then we're going to read a couple of other verses here. Ephesians chapter four, verse 18 and this is talking about the Gentiles, or we might say the unsaved, the people who, who haven't received Jesus. It says, having their understanding darkened. Their understanding is darkened. Now, that, that word understanding, uh, it, it's got to do with the way of thinking, the way they think. Uh, and that word darkened there, it, it means uh, it, it is, 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 is exposed to or yielded to darkness. Darkness is working in their understanding and in the ways they think, right? Having their understanding darkened, uh, being alienated from the life of God. Now, there's a connection between this. There's a connection between darkness in the, in the, in the thinking and being alienated from the life of God. Alienated means to be separated from. It, it, it means that you cut off from that life, that life is unable to flow properly into areas of a person's being because they're alienated from it. They separated from it. And this is not a good condition to be in. Now, as I said, he's talking about the Gentiles. See, when you receive Jesus, you get reconnected into that light. But there's something in this passage. Where he's not just talking about the Gentiles. There's something he wants to say to us as believers. So let's look at that. He tells us about the Gentiles, that they are, their understanding is darkened. And as a result, they're alienated. They cut off from, they separated from the life of God. Uh, and he, he also goes on to say, because of the ignorance that is in them. Ignorance of what? Ignorance of God. Ignorance of the ways and the things of God. Uh, because of the blindness of their heart. See, when there's blindness, when there's ignorance of God and his word, when there's darkness in the understanding, what that has is it causes us to be disconnected and cut off from the life of God. Now, I believe that there's a flow of life that wants to, God wants to come from him into us, into every part of our being. So we don't want to do anything that's going to cut off or, 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 or slow or hinder that flow of life into any part of us. And I believe that there's at times, even as Christians, there's some things we can do that, and, and ways that we walk in that hinder that the life of God flowing into all parts of our being. Now, God puts it in our spirit when we're born again, but we want it to flow everywhere. We want, we want it to flow into every cell, every organ, every part of our bodies, every part of our minds. We want to be saturated and consumed in his life and his life affecting every part of us. Okay, so let's look at what in this verse, what is he saying to us? This verse is not just here to tell us about the Gentiles. It's here to admonish us about something as believers. And it, it starts in the previous verse, in verse 17. 
he, he says this, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you, see, now he's not talking about the Gentiles. There now he's talking to believers. He says, written to the church that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Then he goes on to verse 18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. What is the lesson to us? What is he saying to us in this passage? Don't walk like they walked. And he tells you what happened to what is happening to them because of how they walked. So in other words, if we walk like they walk, we're going to put ourselves in a position where God's life cannot flow properly the way it should into different areas. So we need to learn this lesson. And here, why is he saying to us, do not walk like they walked in the futility of their mind? So I want, for a moment, I want to talk about our walk. Now that word walk, that word walk, uh, it, it, it basically has the meaning that if you look up the original meaning, it's got to do with the way we pass through life, our natural lives, the way we live, uh, the course of our life and how we go about our living. So when it says no longer walk as they walk, it's talking about the way we live, the way we function, the way we do things. Now, as I was preparing this and as I was searching my heart for what to teach tonight, I really sensed the Spirit of God leading me to say some of these things. And we need to see this. So stay hooked up with me for a moment and li listen to what the Word is going to say and what the God wants to show us, I believe. Because it might answer some questions for us as to why sometimes Christians do not experience the touch of God and the flow of life into their bodies. Why is it that sometimes, they, they, and I'm not saying every time and I'm not saying for everyone, but, but this is some answer yet. So help us to begin to see why sometimes we are a bit cut off and that life is not flowing the way it should. God's desire is that his life flows freely through every part of our being. Spirit, soul, body, our mind, our emotions, uh, and, and, and the, the entire physical body. He, it's his desire, I believe, that his life flows unrestricted. But you see, sometimes there are things that can block and stop that life flowing the way it should. And this is what we want to realize. This is why sometimes when Christians step out and they, 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 they need that life and that manifestation of God to manifest, it doesn't seem to happen. It seems blocked. It doesn't seem to flow the way it should. I believe the answer is in some things we're going to share tonight. So the, what he's saying here is we are not to walk. The, the way we go about our lives, the way we function in life is not to be the way they function. So if we're not to walk like they were to walk, how are we to walk? Well, let's, uh, in, 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 that's Ephesians 4. So a few verses later in Ephesians 5, he tells us. Ephesians 5, 8, he says this, For you, talking to us again, were once darkness and now are light in the Lord. Now, if you study in the Word, you'll find there's a connection between light and life. Walking in the light is walking in his life. Walking in his life is walking in light. They're, they're synonymous. In light, there is life. And, 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 and if we can begin to see that connection, we can begin to realize something. The more we walk in light, the more we will walk in life. 
the more we walk in the ways of light, the more that life has access to flow in our lives. But the opposite is true as well. When, when there are areas of our lives where we are walking in darkness, where we are walking in the ways of the world and in the ways of the Gentiles, that those become areas that, that can block life flowing. And in fact, that they can be open doors to death. You see, this is why it's so important. It's not just, it's not just important to receive Jesus and then continue on the way we were. We want to learn to walk in the ways of light and to walk in the ways of light. And I'm going to show you tonight some of the ways of light. See, the more you walk in the ways of light, now remember our walk has got to do with how we conduct our lives, our day-to-day -day lives. And there are things in scripture. I'm going to show you some scriptures. There are scriptures which show us things that will cause life in our lives and things that will cause death. Now we, we need to pay attention. We need to pay to take heed of these because sometimes Christians are leaving doors open to death. Now we might have received Jesus and he might, uh, he, our spirits have been born again, but we've got doors that are open and death is getting access because of open doors that are not walking in the ways of God. Now, I understand this might not have been the message you thought you were going to hear today, but we need to hear this. I believe that God is calling his people to learn to walk more in the light and to learn to walk more in his ways. And the more we do, the more we walk in his ways, the more we will give his life access to flow. There, there are times when the life of God is unable to flow like it should within us because it's blocked. There are things blocking it. There, there are areas of darkness where the light and the life cannot flow into those areas. And those areas are giving the enemy access. See, the, the Bible says, it basically talks about not giving the devil a foothold or giving him access or leaving a door open. We need to learn that the word of God teaches us to close doors to darkness and open doors to life. And the more we do this, and this, this, is, this is why, let me read this to you. Let me read this to you in Psalm 16. And, and if you'll pay attention, if you listen to this, it'll help you understand why some Christians are not receiving. Some Christians are just having a quick prayer, Lord, heal me. And I know not all of you, I know many of you are hungry for the things of God. So this is not condemning. This is, this is encouraging. This is to help answer, to help us to see some things. Because if we can learn this, if we can see in the New Testament, it says, it doesn't just say that God has transferred us into light. It says to walk in the light. See, God brings us into life. But as we walk in the light, life has greater access. And I believe the Spirit of God has led me to teach on this message about the life of God. Because he wants us to begin to have greater confidence in his life in us. And he wants us to learn how to allow his life to flow into every part of our being. And the spirit of God in us to quicken our bodies and bring things back to life. We don't want any blockages to that flow of life. We want it to be able to flow easily. See, you know, the things of God are sometimes compared to water and rivers in the Bible. Well, as with, as you know, water can be blocked. There can be things that are stopping water getting from one place to another. And we don't want that. So let's look at this. Uh, and, I, and, and hear the word. Let the word speak to you. 
and then make this your prayer. What I'm going to read you in Psalm 16 right now in verse 11. Thanks, Christine. I see you've put Psalm 16 up there. Psalm 16, verse 11 says this. You will show me the path of life. See, we're studying life. We're looking at life in the word of God. So we want to hear everything the word says about life. Not just, not just the exciting bits. We want to know everything the word says to us about life. What is God showing us about life in his word? And here he talks about the path of life. The path of life. You will show me the path. A path is something you walk on. We're talking about our walk, and our walk has got to do with the, 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 the way we function and the way we do things and the way we operate day to day. And you see, sometimes, sometimes we get off the path of life and we function in ways that are not according to light, and it enables death to have access. This is an area the enemy is getting the better of a lot of Christians. And so what we want to do is we want to come before the Lord and humble ourselves. And we want to say, Lord God, teach me the paths of life. Show me how to walk in your life each day. Show me how to walk in the light and teach me the paths of light. Because in your light, there is life. Amen. And it is a good verse, Christine. I see what you said there. I love the verse. You, you, you will show me the path of life. Now, there's more that's said in the verse, but that's the bit I want to highlight right now. So let's talk about the path, the, the, the way of life, the, the, the path that we are to walk on and how God shows us to walk that path. This does have a lot to do with healing. Sometimes healing is not just about a quick prayer. And, the, and I know there's some people who've been praying and standing and trusting God and believing God. And they're wondering at times why that life's not quite flowing. Well, this might, I'm not saying this is the only answer. You can't, you can't give every answer in one teaching. But this might help some people begin to realize that, that the more I learn to walk in the light, the more life can flow. And, and if life is not flowing, it might be because it's being blocked in areas by areas that I'm allowing darkness to function. Okay? So Ephesians 5, walk he says, now, and, and, and now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. There are ways of life. There are ways. And in fact, if you look into the word, and Proverbs talks about ways and paths of death. And there are warnings in there. Don't do this. Don't function this way. Because that will cause death. Now, we cannot function that way and expect to not get the results. We cannot function. If God says something causes death, because we are the children of light, we are the children of life, we ought to not want to function in the paths and the ways of death. We ought to want to walk in the ways of life that produce, the ways of light that produce his life and release his life. So it's time we listen to this. It's time we pay attention and, 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 and want to desire these paths more. To, 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 to be more connected to God means to walk more in the light. See, God's not going to step out the light. John, 1 John says that. He says, God is light. There is no darkness in him. You only fellowship with God to the degree you are walking in the light. 
If we're in the dark, if we are out of the light, then we'll find that in those areas, our fellowship and the flow of God into our lives isn't what it should be. And because he is light and he only functions in the light, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? And I heard a minister say this years ago, and there's quite a lesson in this. See, we want to walk with God. Well, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? You need to realize this. God is not going to change for us. He's not going to say, well, I want to walk with you so badly that I'm going to change and walk in ways of darkness just to suit you. doesn't work like that. If we want to walk closer in fellowship with him, we have to adjust to his ways. We have to walk in agreement with him because that's where the fellowship with him is. This is what one uh, in one John, what he shows in his epistle, he talks about our fellowship with the father and he connects it into walking in the light. The more in the light we, we walk, the more the closer our fellowship with him gets. And, and the more connected to him we are. And as a result, the more his life flows into us. And this is what we want. We want to walk in life. We want to walk in the fullness of life. And therefore, that means we've got to walk in the ways of life. Let's look at some things. We're talking about our path. Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 105. And I'm sure you've heard this verse before. Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. We're talking about our path today. Teach me the path of life. His word is a light. His word shines light onto the path that we are to walk on. When his word shines light and his word highlights and says, that's where the light is, walk in that path. And we choose to walk differently. We say, no, 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 I don't want to walk on that path. I want to walk on that path. I want to go that way. And his word is shining light there. And we deviate and we step and we go that way. If you're not in light, you're walking in darkness. And this is, this is where we started tonight with Ephesians 4. And it's a New Testament verse and it's written to Christians. And he says, do not walk like the Gentiles walk. And he goes on and explains that they are walking in darkness and it is causing them to be separated from the life of God. The message, I believe, that the Spirit of God is wanting his people to hear, more, even more so in our day than ever before. It's always been the message. It's not a new message. But this, we're in a day right now where this is vital. God is wanting his people to walk closer to him. And that's going to mean walking more in the light. And his word, his word shines on that path. And it says, walk in this path. Do it this way. Function this way. Now, God, this isn't about legalism. And this isn't about, oh, I've got to do it, do, do, do again. This is about us beginning to realize that God's ways are the ways of light. God's ways are the ways of life. And as we walk in them, we will experience a greater flow of life into us. Now, many, many Christians are not experiencing the fullness of healing. And, and, and some of it's going to mean that there might have to be some adjustments. There might have to be areas where we've not been walking in the light. And, 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 and it's, it's blocking the flow of some things. And I pray you're hearing me today. I pray you're hearing my heart. So I'm going to say it again. To experience more life, 
we must walk in the ways of life. We must walk in the ways and the paths of light. And, and so we want to look in. I'm going to mention a couple of areas here. And, and, and I want to show you a couple of places, and only for a few minutes. I don't do these teachings too long on healing. I want to show you a couple of verses where the Bible says, this will cause life. This will cause death. And let's pay attention and let's listen. And the first one, we've actually seen a little of already because it was in the, the verse we just read in Ephesians 4. Talking about the Gentiles and it says their understanding. And that word understanding has got to do with their thought processes or their ways of thinking. Their ways of thinking are darkened. Darkness in the mind. Darkness in the thinking. Uh, and, and by darkness, you know, sometimes we think darkness means, oh, it's some really, really bad stuff. Darkness simply means any way that's not God's way. Anything that's contrary to God. Anything that's contrary to Him is, because He is light. So anything that's contrary to Him is darkness. And, and, and as we insist on ways of thinking that are not in line with His ways, and as we allow those ways to function in our minds, darkness in the understanding can become a, a, a dangerous thing. And we haven't seen, it can, it can give death access into our lives. In fact, let me just read for you, in case you're not convinced, let me read for you Romans 8. Romans 8 verse 6. Romans 8 verse 6 says this, For to be carnally minded is death. I, I couldn't say it any better than that. What is the carnal mind? Carnal mind is the fleshly mind. It's the mind that's contrary to God's and, and is not thinking God's ways. Now, it's possible for Christians to be carnally minded. Now, according to Romans 8, what will the carnal mind produce? What will it cause? What will it give access into your life? It says the carnal mind is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We've heard it. Sometimes you can hear a truth so much that it just becomes old and, 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 and we don't hear it anymore. We just, we dull to it. And we've heard a lot about renewing the mind. We've heard truths about the importance of changing our thinking to think God's ways. And, I, and some Christians have become dull to that truth because they've heard it so much. And you can mention in this, oh yeah, I know, I know that truth. We have to renew our minds, but they're not doing it. They're not changing their ways of thinking. Our thinking is to become conformed to thinking in line with the ways of God. Our thinking and in the areas that we are not thinking in line with the ways of God, we are giving death access. We are opening doors to death because carnally minded is death. These are New Testament verses I'm reading you. This is relevant to us, the church. This is something God is speaking to his people. That it is time to learn to change or to, to, to conform our thinking to his ways. Where's that going to happen? His word reveals his ways. See, as long as we hold on to our ways of thinking that are contrary to his word, we're letting death have access. So we want to say, Father God, and make us to pray, Lord, help me to change my thinking, to line up more with your ways of thinking. The areas that I think that are not in line with life, 
See, as human beings, we value our ways of thinking and our opinions and, and how we want to think about things. The things of God require humility. The things of God require being willing to lay down before him and say, Father God, I don't want to hold on to ways of thinking that are contrary to you. Because I don't want death having access anymore. I want to close the doors where death is getting access into my life as a believer. I want to close those doors. I want them closed permanently. I don't want the enemy getting access anymore. I want to be sh completely shut off to death having access. And I want to walk in the light so that your life can flow freely in every area of my being. Amen. Now let's look at another one. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3 says this. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. And when the Bible mentions wisdom, it's not talking about man's wisdom. It's talking about the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God, again, is revealed in the word of God. Wisdom is God's ways. Wisdom is God's way of functioning. His ways are different to ours. His ways are higher. And I teach a whole course on wisdom in the Bible schools. In fact, I just finished teaching it recently. And sometimes I think there's a lot that we, we need to see about the wisdom of God that we don't hear about enough about. We don't value wisdom. We don't value, Father God, I need your wisdom in my life. We know verses like James 1, which says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. But we don't do that all the time. Now, I was reading that one time and I was wondering, why don't we ask for God for wisdom more? Some Christians know that verse, but months will go past before, between when they ask God for wisdom. I was reading that verse one time. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And it occurred to me, and I believe the Spirit of God showed me this. He says, before you ask for wisdom, you've got to recognize your lack of wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. In other words, you're never going to ask God until you recognize, I lack it. I don't have it. I need it. And the Bible talks about people who are wise in their own eyes. But you see, if we, if we feel we have all the answers, we're not going to seek him for the answers. We're not going to listen to him. We're not going to look to him because we're going to rely on our own wisdom. And our own wisdom, I'm going to be honest with you, our own wisdom, human wisdom, leads to death. In Proverbs, more than once, I think it's Proverbs 12 and Proverbs 14, it says there is a way. That seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Often the ways that seem right to us in our heads, the paths, the way to function that seems right to us according to our human understanding. Often that only produces death. It only leads into death in a situation. So there is a big need in the body of Christ. There's a big need for believers to begin to recognize I need the wisdom of God in my life. Proverbs talks about valuing wisdom, beginning to seek after it, beginning to say, Father God, I want to walk in your wisdom. Now, let me read you what I haven't read it all in Proverbs 3 here. Proverbs 3.13 says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. And then it begins to list off some of the benefits of wisdom. I'm not going to go through all of them for time's sake, but verse 18, now that was Proverbs 13. By verse 18, he's still listing off the benefits of wisdom. Proverbs 18 is the one I want you to see. She, 
Uh, Proverbs often refers to wisdom as a she. It's just the way it's written. She is a tree of life. Wisdom is a tree of life. A tree is, you could say, is a source of life. It's a place where you're going to get, where life is going to come from. Where? What are we talking about? Wisdom. The wisdom of God. The more you open your heart, the more you desire and seek after the wisdom of God, the more you walk in the wisdom as God reveals, the more you will find out that there is a tree of life, a, a tree that you can con continually partake of, that it will bring life, God's life into your being and into your life. So we need to value these things. We need to appreciate and understand this. We don't want to walk in the ways that, that are going to produce death. We want to recognize that God's paths are the paths of life. And in fact, I, I'm going to read you these two. And we're going to finish. Pro Proverbs 12, verse 28. This is just, I'm not going to comment a lot on these, but I just want to show you that the word shows us the ways of life. Proverbs 12, verse 28 says this, In the way of righteousness is life. In the way of righteousness is life. See, life is found in specific places. Life is found in specific ways. And this is in the ways of righteousness. That's what we're talking about again. The ways, the paths that we're walking in. Each time you step out of the way of righteousness, each time you step out into a different way that is not the way of righteousness, you step off the path of life and you give death access. Proverbs 15 and verse 4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. A wholesome tongue. It's the way we talk. Making sure our words are in line with the words of God. And the ways of God. Talking life. See, if you want life to flow, you've got to close off the areas where, where, that, that you, where life is being blocked. If a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, I wonder what an unwholesome tongue is. <laughs> I wonder what the opposite is. Do you think it's going to open the way to death? This is why our, our prayer should be, as, as, as I believe it, I think it's in Psalms, says, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. We want to pray and we want to say, Father God, teach me the ways of life. Help me to walk in the paths of righteousness and in the paths of life. So that your life can flow and your life has greater access in my life. And the more areas that we close ourselves off from death, the less, less access death will have. God wants us to be open channels that his life can flow in every way and in every area. And I know this is, has been a slightly different teaching, but this, I believe the spirit of God wanted me to, 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 to encourage people and to stir this up in us. It needs to become a priority to us as believers. Healing is not always just a quick, whoa, one, two, three, Lord, heal me back. I'm out the door and I'm going to go and walk in the ways of death again. It's not all, it doesn't function like that. We want the fullness. We want to walk in the fullness of his life. We need to walk in the light. And this is important. So let's pray. And I just want you to pray with me first. 
encourage you to pray this prayer. And we're going to pray a prayer where we're going to, we could even call it a prayer of repentance to some degree. We might even want to say that, say, Father God. See, sometimes we've got to recognize where we haven't walked in the ways of life and the ways of light. And we've given the enemy access. So let's pray this. Heavenly Father God, please teach me the ways of life. Help me to see the paths of righteousness and the paths of light. And pray this with me. And Heavenly Father, I pray that, 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 that in all the areas that I've not walked in the light, if I've not walked in the light and I've given death access, I want to repent of that right now, Father God. And I want to recognize I haven't heeded your ways. And, and, and the enemy has had access. And it's been blocking healing flowing. It's been blocking some things. It's been stopping it. It, it, the enemy doesn't have the right. I know I'm saying some things now. I've moved on a little bit from the prayer, but I have this on my heart. The enemy doesn't have the right to just move into the lives of the children of God because we have been delivered from his power. The, the, he gets access into our lives in the areas that we give him access. He gets access in the ways that we walk in darkness. That, that opens doors to him. So let's continue praying. Father God, I, I recognize areas. There's areas maybe in my speaking. I haven't had a wholesome tongue. Areas that, that, that I haven't walked in the light of your word. Your word has shown me the path, but, but I've not been walking in it. Father God, help me. Help me. I recognize that you are merciful. You are gracious. And I thank you that, that there is grace and forgiveness and mercy from you. I don't have to continue being condemned about this, but I can make an adjustment in my heart right now. And I lay, I lay before you and I humble myself before you, Father God. And I say, Father, teach me the ways of light. Teach me the ways of life so that you have more access and your flow of the, the flow of your spirit and the flow of your life has greater access. And I thank you, Father God. I don't want to yield anymore to the ways of death and darkness. I don't want to leave those doors open anymore. Help me to walk in the paths of righteousness and in the paths of life. And Lord, I thank you that as I do, your life flows into me. And I give you the glory and the honor for that. In Jesus' name. Sometimes we have to make some adjustments in some areas. And I didn't want today's message to be condemning. But the, the core of this message is this. God is calling his people to walk in the ways of life. God is calling us as believers to, to turn our back on the ways of darkness. And the, the areas in our lives where we've been letting darkness have access. And then we wonder why death shows up in our finances, in our bodies. You cannot sow. That's why you cannot sow to the flesh. If you sow to the flesh and you sow to the to 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 darkness, you will reap corruption. That's what the New Testament says to us. And it's time we recognize that. It's time we recognize that the more we sow to the ways of life, the more we sow. And I'm not talking when I say sow. We, we people have gotten so used to hearing sowing as in money. I'm talking about everything in your life. Sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. So to the spirit, you will reap life. You will reap a flow of life into your life. And this is God's heart and God's desire. 
Amen. So I don't want to go on. We're going to end there. But uh, thank you for listening. And uh, sometimes we'll teach messages that are going to just be a lot more faith building. But today's one might be a bit more thought provoking. But if you'll open your heart, and you'll listen to the spirit of God. There might be some areas that he'll speak to you. You know, I learned a long time ago. Let me say one more thing. I learned a long time ago as well is that, you know, when you go to a doctor and there's something not right with your body and you go to a doctor and maybe a surgeon or something like that. Then if you've ever been and the doctor starts to poke you and he's like, you know, he pokes your tummy. Does that hurt? Does that hurt? And you almost want to say, that's what I just told you. It hurts right there. Please don't poke it. <laughs> and the doctor pushes it and say, no, on a scale of one to 10, how much does that hurt? And he's pushing the sore spot. <laughs> and sometimes in order for this, the, the doctor to do the job, he has to examine the sore spot a little bit. And very often the sore spots are areas we don't want anyone to touch and poke. It can be that like that in our lives as well. Sometimes these areas we don't want to be poked. And the word can come in there and it can prod that area. And sometimes this is an area where the spirit of God he knows this needs to be fixed. He knows this needs to be touched. So because he is the, the great physician and he knows that he needs to prod that area to help fix it. So let's listen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. So God bless you. And um, we'll be back again tomorrow morning. I teach a devotion uh, for UK time. I do it every day at the moment. And I'm not going to do this for, for the next 10 years. It's just on my heart to do for a short period of time. We're doing daily devotions in the Word at 9.30 UK time. And they're, they're available on YouTube and on Facebook as well. And then we'll be back again next Sunday for more on healing. And uh, we thank you. God bless you. Amen.